Jesus said, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I believe that. I hope you do too. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be always with the Lord. Is your heart filled with the hope of eternal life? This tie... I wore this tie <clears throat> at the funeral of a dear uh, friend of mine, a dear brother in Christ. It's my Resurrection Sunday tie. I'm going to see him again in heaven in the presence of Jesus. I'm going to spend all eternity with my friend and hopefully with every one of you. Let's pray. <clears throat> Risen Lord Jesus Christ. You said when two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus the same Jesus who walked this earth thousands of years ago, we're talking to you. We know that you hear us. We know that you are here with us. We are here to celebrate and to proclaim your resurrection from the dead because you have promised that the same power which rose Christ from the dead will bring us, your followers, to life as well. And may we enter fully into the hope of eternal life this morning. And proclaim it faithfully to our friends and family and co-workers and around the entire earth. Jesus, we honor you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Turn in if, uh, your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter 14. This is our uh, text for today. J John chapter 14. Jesus' disciples are troubled in heart. They're, they're anxious and Jesus says to them, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. How many times has somebody told you, hey, Relax, don't stress about it. Don't be troubled. Don't worry. Calm down. And how many times have you thought to yourself, hey, I'm stressed out for a reason. I'm troubled because I'm in trouble. Did you not hear the doctor? He said, I have a tumor and I could die. It could be cancerous. Are you reading the same grade report I am? Because now I might not get into that school I want. Hey, Gas and oil has been cut in half here in Alaska. I might, I might lose my job. That's distressing. I'm troubled because I'm in trouble. Have you ever received divorce papers? My marriage is falling apart. He's, he or she is trying to take my kids. I'm, I, I have a reason. Is there something you don't know? Why should I be not worry and be happy? When, you know, we live in a broken world. And at times we're in trouble. That's, that's a reality. Maybe it's something that's happened in the past that's still affecting our lives. Maybe right now we're in the midst of that trouble. 
We don't know what's going to come in the, down the pike in the future. Sometimes we're in trouble and we think, listen, I am troubled for a reason. I'm troubled because I'm in trouble. Do you know something I don't know? And, and when we're in that situation, platitudes don't comfort, do they? They're not enough. Don't give me a platitude. Change my situation. What's Change reality. And so we got to ask, you know, is Jesus just giving his disciples a platitude? Let not your hearts be troubled. Or does he have a reason? Does he know something that his disciples don't know? And the answer is, yeah, he does. There's a reason they don't need to be troubled. So I don't know what trouble you're in today. And I'm sure many here have trouble. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, he says to you, just like he did his disciples back then, let not your hearts be troubled. Now, the trouble that, uh, what was troubling the disciples uh, 2,000 years ago is some, some sort of cryptic statements Jesus had been making to them. He'd been saying things to them like, uh, hey guys, I won't be with you much longer. Uh, I'm going to go on a journey, and where I'm going, you can't follow. The Son of Man, when we get to Jerusalem, the Son of Man's going to be handed over to the authorities, and they're going to kill him. One of you is going to betray me. And Jesus knows that uh, the time of the cross is coming, and he's, he's beginning to prepare his disciples, but it's troubling them, because he's saying trouble's coming. And so they're troubled. And yet he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Why? Why is that possible for a follower of Christ? Why is it possible for us to be in trouble and not troubled? Look what Jesus says in verse 2. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Jesus says, here's what he's saying. Guys, you don't need to be troubled because I'm your friend. The Alpha and the Omega, the Son of the living God, I have befriended you. And you're, you're worried that I'm abandoning you. I'm not abandoning you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come back and get you. And we're going to be together. When you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got to understand that God is your friend. And God is not okay with a three-year friendship. God's not okay with a 50-year friendship. When you're a friend of God, he will be with you. He will be with you. That's his will. And he will execute his will. He will be with you forever and ever and ever. That's what he's telling these disciples. Do you not, do you not understand who I am? You don't understand how much I love you? You don't need to be concerned about anything. I'm your friend. That's what he says in the very next chapter. John chapter 15, verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his fast master is doing. But I have called you friends. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, God is your friend. He cares about you. You matter to him. He loves you. 
This is, what his, this is how the Apostle Paul puts it in Romans chapter 8, verse 38. He says, For I am sure, other translations, for I am persuaded or I am convinced, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God loves you, and nothing can separate you from that love, not even death. We tend to think that death is like the ultimate power, right? Nobody can cheat death. No matter how wealthy you are and strong you are, at the end of the day, you're going to die. Well, there is one stronger than death, and that's God. Death bows to God, and God's love is stronger than, I put it here as a blank. What is it that you are afraid of? What's troubling you? God's love is stronger than that. I encounter as a pastor two things that often cause people to doubt the love of God. Number one, people say, well, <clears throat> I, I can't be sure that God loves me because look what he's allowed into my life. I've experienced pain and heartache, incredible heartache. And some of the stories I hear are unbelievable. Terrible, terrible abuse and, and, um, and pain and suffering. Can I believe God loves me when he's allowed that into my life? And the answer is yes. We live in a broken world. God will set all things right. But here's what we read about uh, the brokenness and God's love for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things, not some things, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. Now listen to this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And that's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. Guys, I'm for you. I, I, the Son of God, am for you. So you don't need to be troubled. No matter what trouble you find yourself in, I am with you. I've got your back. Do you believe that today? If you're a follower, that is true of you. Now, God loves all people. The Bible tells us God loves everyone. But his, his love is manifest in the gospel. And the gospel is the offer of forgiveness of sins and reconciliation and the offer of, of, uh, of a relationship through Jesus Christ. And, but, but until you receive that gift, that's the, that's the love manifest to you. It's manifest in an offer in a gift, proffered. But once you take that, 
Once you become a follower of Jesus Christ, all of a sudden you enter into a relationship. The Bible says that your sins are taken away as far as the east is from the west, remembered no more. The spirit of the living God indwells you and he calls you his own. You're now a friend of God. And when you're a friend of God, he loves you. Nothing can separate you from his love. He's got your back. Let not your hearts be troubled. So that's the reality. If you're a Christian, God loves you. You can rest in that. You don't need to be troubled, even though you're in the midst of trouble right now. But you're not going to benefit from the peace unless you believe. Unless you believe God's promises, and that's what he challenges his disciples with, and that's what he challenges you and me with. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe. Believe in God. Believe also in me. This is one of those times in which Jesus puts himself on par with the Father because he himself is God. Do you believe? Do you believe? Believe in the power of God, the goodness of God. When Jesus says, believe in God, believe also in me, he's saying, guys, Believe, trust me, trust that I've got your life in my hand, trust that I am in control, that I know what I'm doing, that I care for you, rest in me. We, that's the way we can live our lives. We can live our lives uh, untroubled, no matter what trouble we find ourselves in, because we trust God's, uh, we trust God's love for us, his care for us. Is that an amazing way to live? We, we can live that way. That's the way God wants us to live. Let me continue here. Verse 4. Jesus says, And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? He's perplexed. Jesus says, You guys know where, you know the way to where I'm going. No, we don't. We don't even know where you're going. How in the world do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I love the, uh, I love the way uh, Jesus states this. Uh, he says, you guys know how to get to heaven. That's what he's saying. I'm, headed, I'm going to heaven, and, and you know how to get there. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, you do. Because the way to get to heaven is to follow me. And that's what you're doing. One, one, the, the amazing thing about following Jesus, you get to go where he goes. If you follow Jesus, where does he lead you? He leads you to heaven. The only way you can miss out on the love of God is to not follow Jesus. And you know this morning whether that's you or not. Everything that I've talked about today is for the Christian. It's the promises of God to the person who has repented of his sins and put his faith in Jesus Christ, it's the promise to the follower of Christ. But if you're not following Jesus, and there are lots of other things you can follow, you can follow uh, the lure of money and its promise, you can follow your uh, kind of bodily passions, you can follow other religious leaders, you can follow philosophies, you can follow career success, and they'll lead you places. Some of them exciting for a moment, but there is only one 
who will lead you to heaven. That's what Jesus is saying. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me because no one else is allowed in heaven except Jesus and those who follow him. And so I want you to be filled with the hope of eternal life today. God wants you to be filled with the hope of eternal life. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. He wants everybody to follow Jesus and, 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 and rise again from the dead and live forever with him in heaven. But you have to make a choice. Relationships always have a start, don't they? We met in, you know, 1983. There's a, there's a time where you, you begin your relationship with God, and, it, and it, it's the moment in time when the Bible says if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in our hearts that God raised from the dead, we will be saved. Have you done that? Will you do that? Today is the day of decision. Don't leave here today. It's so tragic to come to church on Easter and leave and not be a follower of Christ and not be on your way to heaven Bow your heads if you would, close your eyes, just because it helps us concentrate and uh, kind of go uh, before the Lord. Let's respond today. Are you troubled? If you're a follower of Christ... I want you to name that anxiety. Name the trouble that you're in. And then face it down with faith. What does that trouble look like in light of what we talked about today? The fact that God is your friend. The fact that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing in all of creation, not even death. The fact that God's got your back. How does that trouble look to you now? You know, Jesus wants his followers to have emotions that line up with the truth. Let not your hearts be troubled. Have you been doubting God's love for you, even though you're a Christian? Have you been doubting God's love for you because there's pain in your life? Because Somebody has hurt you because things are not easy. Don't run from God in your pain. You run toward God in your pain. Don't, don't go through the pain alone. Go through the pain uh, in the protection of God who loves you. Someday when we rise from the dead, let's fast forward 20,000 years into eternity. You will have eyes to see how God worked even that for good in your life. And at that point, you're going to say, wow, God, you are good. I can't believe you, you worked that out for good, but you did, and I praise you. So why be all a stew about it today? Are you doubting God's love for you because of guilt? Oh, I've run too far for too long. What, I've did, I, what I did, I, don't, I just don't know if God can ever love me in light of that. 
the Bible, the truth, the Bible says God is bigger than your failures. The death of Jesus Christ upon the cross is sufficient payment for your sin. Not just yours, the sin of all the world. Receive by faith that truth. Do you need to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ today? There are no magical words. But if you say, God, I want you in my life, Jesus. I acknowledge you to be the son of the living God. I believe you rose from the dead. And I commit myself to following you. And I want you to lead me to heaven. That kind of a prayer just prayed out of a sincere heart. It's not the, kind, it's not the words themselves. It's, it's the sincerity. Become a follower of Jesus Christ today. And then your heart can be untroubled. Even in the face of death. That's what we're proclaiming today. Not even death can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Risen Lord Jesus, we celebrate your resurrection today because it fills our hearts with hope. The hope of eternal life because you have promised that all who follow you Someday you will come back and you will take us with you to be with you forever in heaven. We honor you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.